All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. As always, today's sponsor is Authors Unite. And if you want to become a successful author, Authors Unite is the place to go. So head on over to AuthorsUnite.com to check out a free case study that will teach you how to do exactly that. And now, let's jump into the episode. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. Uh, today, I have Jude Charles with us, and welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Of course. Grateful to have you here. So to kick us off, uh, just you know, tell us a little bit more about you. Cool. So I am a brand strategist and story-driven filmmaker. Um, I have been helping entrepreneurs bring their stories to life for the past 13 years. I have um, been grateful and blessed to have worked with companies such as Google and Caldwell Banker, um, but also entrepreneurs, which is who I really love to work with. I've worked with um, people like Steve Harvey, Keisha Kayor, um, different kind of entrepreneurs like that. Amazing. Okay. okay. So tell me that, how did this start? What, uh, what propelled you to start a business like this? Honestly, I started this by accident. I mean, I... I was 17 years old when I started this business. Um, I was in a TV production class in high school. And um, for one reason or another, teacher saw something very, very special in me. She was the TV production teacher. And she taught me throughout my sophomore year, she taught me everything that she knew about video production. She taught it to me. And at the end of that year, uh, I'm sorry, not my sophomore, junior year. At the end of that year, um, she said, hey, you're really great at this. You should start a business. Now, at the time, I knew nothing about what it meant to run a business, but um, she didn't give me an opportunity to say no. The following day, she actually purchased my first set of business cards for me, and I've been running the business ever since. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> one of the things that stood out that you said is, is the storytelling component. So do you have any like strategies on like how to properly tell a story, maybe just tell a story, but then also tell a story in video format? Yeah, I do. So I have a process that I use called the dramatic demonstration of proof. Um, and it's really what I look to do when I'm working with an entrepreneur is really look to bring their story to life in a way that it proves that this is their story, proves who they are. Oftentimes, you know, from the past, we'll see people that make videos and they talk about how great they are and they talk about what their products or services can do. But who are you? Because we know in business, we like to do business with people that we know, like, and trust. And so how do you bring your personal story to life? How do you showcase who you are in a way that people get to learn who you are? So there's three, three things that I look for out of dramatic demonstration of proof. There's behind the scenes. So what's really happening behind the scenes? What's really happening as you think through to how you're creating a product or think through how you're executing a service, right? So getting into the mind of the entrepreneur. And then the second thing that I look for is live illustration. So how do we create some type of visual analogy or visual metaphor that I can bring to life? In one of my projects, um, there was an interior designer that I was working with. And this uh, interior designer mentioned how, you know, putting, remodeling a home is like a puzzle. And so literally, we got a, a puzzle, a hundred piece puzzle, 
and showed what it took for the team to put this puzzle together just to illustrate the point that putting together remodeling a home is like a puzzle. And then the last thing I look for is what do other people have to say? It's, we're always going to say great things about ourselves, but what do other people have to say? What kind of clients have you helped get success? And what do they say about, what do they have to say about it? What do they think about it? Um, and yeah, so that's the way that I normally go about telling a story. It's digging deep to find the compelling story that nobody knows, because it's usually that story that needs to be told. Got it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think one of the things that I've said too is like information always becomes, it is becoming more readily available. Right. And, yep. You know, we can all figure out pretty much anything at this point, like there's Google. So it's like, we can figure out anything. So the next level of question is like, okay, if everything's available, then, and then let's say we do not want to put forth the time, then we would then hire somebody to do it for us. And if we do that, and there's a bunch of people, let's just say like yourself that can do video, then mm -hmm. the next question, and let's say everybody offers the same exact thing you do. I know that's not true, but let's just say it was the case. Then the next level of thought is like, well, what will that experience be like? Like, who do I want to work with? Who is the person? And I think that's where that key kind of comes into hand. And that's where like, you can really differentiate yourself. Like, you know, for instance, I, my business publishes books and markets books. There's a lot of other companies that do that. But then the next question is like, well, maybe somebody would prefer my personality or my type of way of doing it uh, experientially better than the others. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even, the first thing I'd, I'd normally look forward to is core values, right? Someone may decide to work with you because they just really believe in some of the same things that you believe in. Um, there might be things that obviously you're helping other authors publish their books. There might be a deeper reason behind that, that they really are like drawn to. So yeah, absolutely. It's, it's more than just the thing you do. It's, it's who you are. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So oh, now we're talking about the books. Um, one of the questions that I, that I used to ask is what's your favorite book? So tell, tell us, tell us more about your favorite books. Yeah. So, you know, I read a lot of books. Um, I started as an eight year old. I, um, I wasn't in your average eight year old. I used to write a hundred page books. So I loved writing and that's how, really how I got into this. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Eight years yeah. old. <laughs> eight years old. So yeah, I wasn't playing video games. I wasn't playing basketball or football outside. I was writing, um, and it was, it was really just my imagination. I had these thoughts of what the future could look like. So I would write books like The Life and Times of Jude Charles or The Police Life of Jude Charles or The Baseball Life of Jude Charles. So I love writing, but I love reading as well. Um, one of my favorite books, though, that I often go back to and read is a book called Not Fade Away. It's the story of Peter Barton. Um, he wrote it right before he died. He was a media tycoon, a media executive. Um, but he died in an early age. He died at 51 and he died of stomach cancer and he really, he lived this really, really great life. And when he found out he had stomach cancer, he decided to write this book called not fade away. And it's really about living your life on purpose. Um, and so that's one of my favorite books because it, it, he really is like in some ways on his deathbed talking about what really matters in life, especially a guy that's done so much. He talks about what's really, what really matters in life. And, Although I read a lot of business books, a lot of marketing books, that one stands out to me because I try to live my life on purpose. And I, um, I definitely do a lot of, I, I'm a thrill seeker. So I do a lot of different things like skydiving out of a plane 10,000 feet in the air or uh, nice. ziplining. 
zip lining over Haiti, um, over the waters of Haiti. And so um, when he talked, that book really resonated to me because it's not just about working nonstop. It's also about enjoying life. Absolutely, man. Tell, I have actually, I went skydiving for my 18th birthday. So how, how did you enjoy it? Was it fun? Oh, it was nerve wracking. <laughs> I'm a thrill seeker, but I, so if you went skydiving, yeah. So like the thing that scared me wasn't so much of doing the dive. It was how many times they actually tell you, you might die. And so I don't think I ever thought about it before I actually walked into the center, but um, it was nerve wracking, but I loved every second of it. I'm, I'm, I only recently did this last November. So yeah, for my 30th birthday. And I'm looking at where else can I do it now? Because I I travel a lot and I I actually want to do it in different cities now. Got it. Yeah, I I think I I kind of agree with you. Like, I think the the worst part was actually the flight up. Yeah. Like the time, you know, and it's not that it even takes that long, but it feels like forever. You're like in there and you're like, you're like, you're second guessing it. You know, you're like, really is am i really doing this? <laughs> yeah absolutely I, I thought of that the whole way up i was like after like the fifth or sixth time they remind you you are about to you may die um yeah. i was like wait i'm really going to jump out of an airplane without like i was thinking maybe the parachute wouldn't come out yeah so much was going through my head at the time <laughs> yeah yeah it's the flight like once you jump i in all honesty once i jumped i think i kind of blacked out like i do not I just remember it being very thrilling. And then once the shoot came out, being very grateful and then just <laughs> landing and then, you know, being a little like shooken up. And then like later that day, I felt great again. But the flight up is what I remember the most just because I was so nervous. <laughs> so either way. Yeah, absolutely. Where did uh, you jump, Tyler? Uh, I jumped about an hour north of uh, Philadelphia area. So I, I went with my dad and that's where my parents live. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, I jumped out of Miami. So yeah, I was wondering what other locations there are. Um, Dude, that's, I don't know if we had talked about that. That's, I actually live in Miami. So I've, um, I'm sure the scenery was incredible then. Oh yeah, yeah. That was, that was the piece that was definitely worth it for me was the scenery. I had never seen Miami in that way. I've, I was born and raised here in South Florida and never seen the, the skyline the way I saw it that day where, where exactly do you remember in Miami was it like the homes I think it was the homestead was it homestead or Kendall I know we passed Kendall it was an airport that we um executive airport that we jumped out of and I want to say it was a homestead executive airport got it okay so yeah. you're a little south um, no no I live in Pompano Beach so yeah I drove it. south yeah gotcha very cool um well, listen, man, very cool. Thanks again for coming on the show. The, the last one I got for you is uh, where can our listeners uh, best find and connect with you online? Yeah, the best way to connect with me online is judecharles.co. So my first and last name, .co. Um, and that's the best way to find me, see some of my work, the work that I've done in the past, and um, to be able to reach out to me. Perfect, man. Thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Tyler.